the line of verse 6 of 401, which says, uh, verse 5, the Father's love with thee is shared. And uh, I, I think that that much is in this. I think this is this is loaded. The Father's love with thee is shared. The Father shares his love with the Son, and the Son uh, does the same. His love for the Father, and then what love we have been brought into, perfect love. And uh, it is the aspect of the Father's love for the Lord Jesus that often we, I believe, we miss because it is, it is not hard for us to focus on the love of God, love of the Father for us. But you know, in the scriptures, there are indicators and, and occasions on which the Father has declared, made known to us the, his love for his son. And I just want to, to just share a few thoughts from St. John 19 with regards to this, which I believe points to the love of God the Father for his son. We are going to read selectively as a result of time. Um, but this is the trial and the, the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to see how the Father intervenes uh, and, and, and overrule some things that were declared by, by man. Verse 2 of that chapter says, John 19, the, and the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe. They, they put a crown of thorns on his, on his head uh, in mockery. But what did God do? So in Revelation, we find that he is... In Revelation 19, at verse 12, it tells us that, uh, Revelation 19, verse 12, it says, And I, uh, his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his, on his head were many crowns. God has given him many crowns. Man, we give him a crown of thorns. But not only that, but uh, in Hebrews 2, verse 9, we see that, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angel for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor. So man declare, declared him unfit for a crown here on earth, but God has crowned him with many crowns. And right now we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, crowned not with thorns any longer, but with glory and honor. And this, I believe, is a declaration of the love of the Father for his Son. 
man did what they thought he deserved, God says, no, not that. In verse 7 also, we see it says, the Jews answered him, that's Pilate, answering Pilate said, we have a law and by our law he ought to die because he made himself the son of God. The Jews thought that it was, it was, it was madness, it was, it was, a, it was a dear, it was a daring sin for the Lord Jesus to declare himself as the son of God. So when they brought him before Pilate and Pilate said, what has he done? He, they say, listen, he deserves death because he made himself the son of God. But what did the Lord, what did God the Father said at, in Matthew 3, verse 17 at his, at his baptism? This is my beloved son. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And at, uh, at in, in chapter 17, where we find his, uh, where the Lord Jesus was transfigured, the God the Father spoke again, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And so we find that the Jews, man said, he makes himself the son of God. God, for his love for his son said, uh-uh, not just that he has, not that he has made himself the son of God. He is my beloved son. And then in verse 9, verse 12 of the same chapter, you know, it says there, and from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out saying, if thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. And so we, we just the term this man, just the term this man, if Thou let this man go. But what do we? In other words, this man does not deserve freedom. But then we read in, um, in Hebrews chapter 10. I think it is Hebrews chapter 10 at verse 12. Hebrews 10 verse 12 says, But this man, this same man who they said, If you let go of this man, the Spirit says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, forever sat down. And uh, in verse 17, it says, and their sins and iniquities, I will, will I remember no more. This man, if you let go of this man, then you are not Caesar's friend. But the Spirit says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice, forever sat down in verse 15 of the same chapter verse 15 of the same john 19 says but they cried out away with him away with him crucify him pilate saith unto them shall i crucify your king the chief priest answered we have no king but Caesar. Here we have the rejected king. But if we, when we look at, um, at, 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 at Psalm, Psalm uh, nine, Psalm two, the second Psalm, 
we find what God says concerning him and his kingship in Psalm 2 at verse Psalm 2 and at verse 6 it says, Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Man said, we have no other king but Caesar. God says, this is my king. This is my king. God's king. And as a matter of fact, when we read the, you know, the Christmas story, as is often referred to, um, in, in Matthew chapter 2, and it is more than a Christmas story, brethren, in Matthew chapter 2, at verse 2, this is said of the Lord Jesus and him only. It says, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Every king that has existed before and every king that is existing now and every king that is to come in the will of the Lord would have been made king by man. The Lord Jesus is the only king that was born king. Where is he that is born king? Uh, I think the Derby verse then says, where is the king of the Jews which has been born? The only king that was born king. Man said, we will not have him to reign over us, but we have but God says he must reign. And then in chapter, the, verse 19, verse 19 of the same John, 19, verse 19 says, and Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Hmm. This title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. And it was written in Hebrew and Greek and language. Then the, pre, the chief priests of the Jews, then said the chief priests of the Jews to Pilate, write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. Here we see again the love of God the Father for his son and making sure that everything goes right the way he has declared it, the way it must be concerning his son. They said the chief priest who is supposed to be merciful and forgiving and all of that, the chief priest is leading the charge here and he said to Pilate, listen, no, take down that inscription. Take it down and correct it. It is wrong. Say that, write on it that he says he is the king of the Jews. Pilate said, what I have written, I have written. Pilate didn't even realize what he was saying. You know what was happening here? When man said it is wrong, God says, uh-uh, it is right. Leave it alone. The, the, in, the, the, the entire inscription, when you put all of them from the various Gospels, would have been, this is Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. But each of the writers have a, a part of it. But when put together, that is what it really said. This is Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. So the, the high priest led the charge and said, Pilate, no, 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 no. No, that is incorrect, Pilate. The father said, it is correct. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. This is Jesus 
of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Pilate said, what I've written, I've written. That was God speaking to Pilate concerning his son. Then in chapter, uh, in chapter, in verse 36, very interesting. It says there in verse 36, um, for these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. Remember they had, when the, 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 the Passover was close and they, they should not be left on the cross during that time. So they, they did what they could to hasten death. And one of the things that would hasten death is the breaking of the legs. Because when the legs were broken on the cross, the body was not able to come up in order to breathe properly. And therefore, uh, it would cause death quickly. But when they came to the Lord Jesus, he, he, he already had died. But in Psalm 34 at verse 20, God had declared that not a bone, not one bone should be, should, will, will be, will be broken. Psalm, um, that's Psalm 34 at verse, Psalm 34 at verse 20. I read it very quickly. It says, it says, uh, Psalm 34, verse 20. It says, he keepeth all my bones. Not, not one of them is broken. Here we see man. That was their plan, you know. Man's plan was to break his bones. But God said, not even one. Uh, when I was at school, I was taught that we have 206 bones in our bodies. Sometime after I became an adult, I hear that uh, it is 208. So whether it's 206 or 208, God says, not one of the 206. Not one of the 208. Not even one, they wanted to break his bones, but God says, no, not one. And there, here we see that this is uh, a declaration, a public declaration of the love of God the Father concerning his son. You know that even the funeral service of the Lord Jesus was taken care of by his father? Because in verse 38, it says, after, and after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, brought, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus. And we, we uh, well, I jumped on to verse 30, 41, brethren. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new sepulchre wherein was never man laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulchre was nigh at hand. You realize that even the location of the grave, even the location of where the Lord Jesus was buried, God made sure that it was near. <laughs> God made sure that it was near so the, 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 the body would not be in view during the time of the Passover. God did everything. Because remember, you know, in Psalm, in Psalm uh, 53, we are told that he made his body, his grave with the wicked. That was man's position, the wickedness of man. But it also went on to say, and with the rich, 
in his in his in his in his burial and so man's desire was to bury him as a matter of fact we are not even certain if they were going to bury him because one of the practices that used to be is that criminals and uh, other persons crucified there was a valley by the valley of um, name of the valley of Inon. And there were times when bodies that were, were just cast over that ravine. We don't know if that is what they had in mind for the Lord Jesus. But what we do know is that criminals and those who were crucified as a result of crimes were not buried with the ordinary people. They were separated. And so the Lord Jesus was not going to be given a normal burial. But God says, no way. He is going to take care of his son from birth to death. That's in the physical sense, Philip, when I said his son, in the physical sense, because uh, as son of God, uh, that, that is eternal. But in terms of his birth as man, God took care of every aspect of his life. From birth right up to death, right to his crucifixion, right to his funeral service. And this is God declaring before us the love that he has for his son. That he left nothing, even at his death, he left nothing to man to take care of. So man said, man crowning with crowns of thorns. His father has crowned him with glory and honor. Man said that he's not the son of God. God says, this is my beloved son. Man said, this man should not be freed. God says, this man has freed us. But this man after it offered one sacrifice. The rejected king, we will not have him to reign. God says, he's my king. He was born king. Man said, it is a wrong inscription. God said, it is right. Man wanted to break his bones. God says, not even one. And the funeral arrangement that was made for the Lord Jesus, because it was going to be disgraceful, whether we, regardless of what they were going to do with the body, it was a disgraceful act. God says, no way. So God prepared a man, prepared the tomb, and there his son was taken care of. And we know that concerning his resurrection, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is involved in that. Beloved, may we be, be helped and may our hearts be challenged and, and that we enjoy, as we enjoy the love of, of God the Father for us and the love of the Lord Jesus for us, that equally we might enjoy the love that, that goes between the Father and the Son. Amen. 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 Amen.